Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. Hi, and welcome to the Stem Cells Hi. at Lunch Digest <laughs> podcast. I'm Sergi Jernien, PhD student here at the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. And today with me is Guillaume Blin. Postdoctoral fellow at the Dr. Sally Lowe's lab at the MRC Center for Regenerative Medicine in Edinburgh. Uh, how are you, Guillaume? I'm good, thank you. Thanks <laughs> for inviting me. Uh, thank you and welcome. Welcome to the podcast and then to the presentation today. So, Guillaume, I, I'd like to start at the very, very beginning. And I think that you had a rather broad range of interests at the beginning. So, forest, water control, even cognition. <laughs> <laughs> What made you get interested in research to begin with? Um, yeah, I think w the thing is, I, uh, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do be when I started university. Yeah. I went to, to study biology, um, mainly because I have mostly questions about how we may become self-aware, how can the brain mm -hmm. become self-aware, mm -hmm. and uh, how do thoughts emerge, and I thought biology could help yeah. answering this. I did not pursue that at all, uh, but... It's really when I joined university that I, uh, something clicked yeah. when, I, when I joined university that I realized that I, that's something I wanted to do. And the thing that um, really uh, boggled my mind was um, I was interested in enzymology, in biochemistry. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how do... I was amazed by the fact that chemical reactions are highly predictable, despite the fact that they are governed by really stochastic events, yeah. you know, just the fact that solvents... Uh, Uh, molecules are bumping against each other and then mm. molecules go and they interact. Yeah. So it's quite amazing this uh, difference, uh, the, how this emerged yeah. basically. No, I, I agree. I think for me it also was about, I, I knew I was interested in biology and then I started biology and then I realized what I was really interested in. But biology was just like a big door for a lot of things. So from there you started training as a biochemist and a biophysicist. Then you moved to cell biology, and then you finally landed a PhD in mechanotransduction under the supervision of Dr. Mich uh, Michel Pousset yes. and Dr. Catherine Picard. Uh, yeah. I hope I'm not butchering any name. In between Montpellier and Paris. So tell us a little bit about that and your research. What you do then? Yes. Yeah, so when I started my PhD, um, I, uh, I really liked uh, an article from the Denis Tischer lab. Mm -hmm. uh, where they were putting mesenchymal stem cells on uh, matrices mm -hmm. with different stiffness and they could see that the cells would go uh, in different lineages. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wanted to try to investigate this on uh, the most plastic cells, the embryonic stem cells. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Catherine, one of my supervisors, she had established uh, a, um, a matrix type mm -hmm. that uh, you can cross-link and vary the stiffness as well. So we, and Michel Pussia was a stem cell, is a stem cell scientist. Mm -hmm. So with their expertise combined together, we tried to put embryonic stem cells on these different matrices mm -hmm. and see how the cells would uh, differentiate mm -hmm. depending on, on stiffness. Mm -hmm. um, it turns out that uh, when the cells are maintained in an undifferentiated state, uh, they are not very responsive, but when you let them differentiate in a permissive environment, mm -hmm. then they tend to go to mesodermal fate. Mm -hmm. uh, on stiffer substrates. Mm -hmm. That's that, what came out. That somehow recapitulates what's happening on the embryo, right? The, the, meso the mesoderm will have to migrate and it will have to transition from philitomesenchymal. So 
yeah, that's that's a really interesting. That's a really and the interesting matrix idea. in the embryo, the matrix is expressed only at a later stage. You, know, yeah. you have fibronectin and laminin being assembled only at, during the post-implementation stages. Yeah. But when the cells are naive, uh, it, it seems to be relatively soft mm -hmm. with low levels of matrix at mm -hmm. the start. So mm -hmm. maybe it's related. Um, and then, so from there, you started your current position, uh, which is, as we said, uh, in the in the lower lab in the Center for Regenerative Medicine in Edinburgh. Uh, so what did you make, what made you decide to move to Edinburgh? What was the decision maker? So at the end of my PhD, uh, one, one thing that I got really interested in is uh, stem cell heterogeneity. Mm -hmm. The fact that no matter what you do to the cell, even if they are in an environment that is very homogeneous, then the cells diversify. Mm -hmm. And this was a little bit emerging in the literature, this idea. Yeah. And one place where people were really expert in this uh, field, mm -hmm. in these ideas, is Edinburgh, uh, with the lab of Jan Chambers, for mm -hmm. example, or George Brickman. Mm -hmm. uh, Sally Lowell also, mm -hmm. uh, she's identified the, the, a role for notch mm -hmm. uh, during neural differentiation mm -hmm. and the diversification of cell fates uh, during neural differentiation. So I prospected as a postdoc there, and um, I, I got along very quickly with uh, the people there. There was a great atmosphere. That's something I was looking for mm -hmm. too, as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that's why. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I I've never been to the Center for Regenerative Medicine in Edinburgh yet, but uh, as far as I know, it's a really nice center. People really like it in there. So yeah, it's a good place. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then perhaps we could kind of frame the big interest. That your current big interest in perhaps understanding stem cell heterogeneity and how cell-cell communication might explain this heterogeneity and then the involvement of these two concepts on uh, the embryo organization. Would that be a fair Yeah, framing? that's a good uh, summary. I want to identify fundamental principles of self-organization. Uh -huh. I want to know, you know, embryos, they start from very simple beginnings yeah. and then they create these complex organisms. Yeah. Uh, there is a lot we don't know uh, about this. Uh, yeah. And I want to understand in the minimal system, uh, in, at the very beginning, how the cells generate the right proportions of cell type of mm -hmm. specific cell types mm -hmm. at the right time? How do signal uh, emerges initiate and how do the cells respond? Yeah. That, that I think these are big outstanding questions. Yeah, but, um, yeah no, but that's I, what I'm interested in. Yes. I, I, yeah, I, I definitely think these are really interesting questions and really open questions at the moment. Uh, then perhaps we could lead to uh, for you. You could explain us a little bit what you're gonna talk about today on the Stencils of Line Symposium, uh, sorry, um, presentation or seminar, uh, just in simple terms, just for a kind of a lay audience so everybody can understand. Yes, so we know that stem cells can uh, pattern in the, uh, in the embryo. Uh, you, uh, all the cells are similar at the start, but somehow some cells will become different than others. Some mm -hmm. will make muscles, some will make neurons. Mm -hmm. um, in the dish, when we culture those cells, uh, they seem to be able to diversify, mm -hmm. but they are not organized properly in space. Mm -hmm. So one idea we had is that, okay, maybe what is missing in the dish is some special constraint, is some geometry, because the embryo has a specific shape. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need to provide the right shape to mm -hmm. the cells so that they can sense where they are. Mm -hmm. They have a sort of 
a space, uh, how do you call that, you know, like in mathematics, X and Y axis yeah, yeah. for um, coordinate system. Uh -huh. So maybe they need a coordinate system, uh, which can be the shape. And if they have this coordinate system, they can start to talk to one another mm -hmm. and then uh, pattern mm -hmm. in, a, in a proper way. And that's what we observe if we, if we put the cells on... On, uh, if we constrain the cells on a specific geometry, mm -hmm. then the geometry guides patterning in vitro. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit. Mm -hmm. And also uh, to quantify uh, how the cells behave on these patterns, I needed to develop some image analysis tools, and mm -hmm. I'm going to show a few slides on that. Okay, well. yeah. okay. that's very interesting, because sometimes I feel that on for people that it's not involved in active research, uh, one thing that mainly escapes is that to do all this, we need to quantify it, we need to see it, and yes, we need exactly. to generate tools just to do the experiments, apart from the big questions. And that's usually very interesting also, especially at the level of PhD. Here's where you develop most of the stuff, uh, just, just spend hours working on the lab. So. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to get feedback, and I hope it could be useful to others also, these tools. So perhaps, as a final question, I'd like to ask you, what are, in your opinion, the main open questions in the field? What are the big biological questions that still capture your interest or you're you know, looking forward to tackle in the field? Yes, I'm not sure this is exactly a question. Uh, it's more a, a, a goal. Is uh, You know, we are very good at uh, describing um, what happens within the cell, mm -hmm. you know, molecular interactions, mm -hmm. signaling pathways mm -hmm. or... Uh, we are good at describing how tissue scale, mm -hmm. um, how tissues are folding, or, uh, but we are not as good at, uh, at bridging the two, you know, trying, connecting what's happening at the molecular scale mm -hmm. with events occurring at the tissue scale. Mm -hmm. um, so I think one important uh, question or goal is is to identify methodologies and ask the right question to be able to uh, um, link to, to link how these scales are coordinated mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. one another. Mm -hmm. And I think now is quite timely because the trend is about quantitative measurements, mm -hmm. about synthetic biology, yeah. about um, uh, modeling, mathematical modeling can yeah. also bring a lot of yeah. uh, answers, and I think we should embrace that. Yeah, uh, all these major, yeah. major stream of uh, mathematicians that have been involved in, in biology. Recently, uh, I'm, I'm sure that there's been mathematicians involved in, in molecular biology for a really long time, but recently there's been a lot of studies bringing mathematicians onto the biological questions and helping to generate the, the bigger questions. And right? I think that's important. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. that's yeah, that's very interesting. So, well, Guillaume, thank you very much. Uh, oh, thank thank you. you very much for answering my questions. And for the Stem Cells at Lines Digest uh, listeners, thank you for listening and see you next week. Bye.